it's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. Love talking this weekend about living and loving in the Word. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. It's a beautiful Saturday, and you have found the Love Ladies. I am Coach Carrie Brinkader, and thank you for joining us here on KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, 101 FM, and 1120 AM. And, of course, I am in studio with my beautiful... Wonderfield co-host Kathy Enderbrock. <laughs> Good morning, Kath. Good morning, Coach Carrie. It's great to be with you, friends. It is great to be with you this last Saturday of March. Holly, Holly. <laughs> you know, I, I love the first and I love the last. I love that that God is in both places. Mm-hmm. He calls Himself the first and the last. And and you know, th- there's something special about first because we get to look ahead and decide how we're going to start and we, that we want to start well. But the last is also so important because we get to look back and say. Hey, how did we do? And so, friends, I would just ask you this last Saturday of March, how was your March? Did you love well? Did you live well? Did you talk well? Did Mm -hmm. you get on those love talk and love walk shoes and step (laughs) into what God had for you? And you know what? If March was just hard and you survived March, hey, that's that's okay. It's Mm -hmm. okay to be a victorious survivor and Mm -hmm. then look it forward to see what God has for you and how he's going to use that. So if your March was not your favorite month, that's okay. God's going to use it as you step forward into April. And so we're just really, really happy to be with you this day. It's been, um, it's been a bit of a, it's been a very quick year. Oh my It's stars. been a full year. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, you know, you've, you've been this, been through this now twice, Kathy, with two daughters graduating I think it just flies by even faster. I don't even know where the days go sometimes. <laughs> you so know, true. just um, just preparing for graduation and all the wonderful things that are coming. But, yeah, you know, March has been a month for me that's just, I don't know, kind of been full of emotions, um, good and, and negative. Um, you know, of course, basketball season was just fantastic and amazing and wonderful. Um, navigating this injury with Logan has been super hard. Um, I don't know. It's just been a roller coaster of emotions for me. And so, friends, you know, this month of March, we've we've really been focusing our programs on relationship, relationship with God and relationship with others. Um, we had my good friend Anna on for, um, that's the advisor for FCA over at Southwestern University and just her relationship with those young people and their relationship with God. Um, my uh, Another guest we had on, Ginger Hobbs, who just kind of walked us through what she's been learning from the Lord and how to listen to God. And then last week, Kathy, I think it was, we had our good friends, Jim McGee and Richard Battalon, to talk about National Day of Prayer. Yeah. And I'm just the importance of prayer, not only in our own lives and in our families, uh, but in our communities, in our state, in our nation. And I just love that God has given us this beautiful um, opportunity, this privilege, truly, Carrie to uh, just gain access to his throne room. And there's this verse in Ephesians that says, through Jesus Christ, we have been given access to the Father through one spirit. And so prayer, when you're just 
praying on your own and, and pursuing that relationship with God, there's just incredible, full access, powerful prayer. And when you're doing it with others, because you're praying in one spirit, it brings this incredible unity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think so many times, um, you know, people think, oh, you know, gosh, Christians are like the, you know, they have to act happy, happy and perfect, perfect. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, gosh, no. And no. I think, you know, we're really going to press into this on today's yeah. program as well, talking about kind of a harder topic, because in yeah. any relationship, there are the ups and the downs. And as we mm-hmm. pursue this relationship with God, there's going to be mountaintops and valleys. And mm-hmm. one of the things that he tells us is, hey, in everything, through everything, I want you to come to me. I want you to press into this relationship with me. I will not abandon you. What you bring to me is not going to be too much for me to handle. It's not going to push me away. And I just love this unconditional uh, relationship, this unconditional love that he pours out over us. And we're going to talk about a big emotion, a big topic today that sometimes we might feel like this is going to be the ultimate that separates me from God. Mm-hmm. But friends, it it will not, will not separate you from God. It doesn't have to separate you from God. Carrie, we're going to talk about anger today. Yeah. And, you know, it's been a while, Kathy, since you and I sat down, uh, just the two of us. We've had a lot of guests on lately. But this topic has really been on my heart as over the last, you know, month, really six, eight weeks, honestly, um, I've witnessed and had conversations with three individuals that I care deeply about that are struggling with different forms of anger. Um, And, you know, for different reasons, all legitimate reasons, uh, but anger, when it fills us up, man, it is destructive. And I don't know about you, Kath, but, you know, as a Christian, like you just said, you think, oh, anger is wrong. I should never get angry. Well, we're going to look today at several people in the Bible who were angry at God. Mm-hmm. And um, as we as we navigate through this today, if you struggle with this or you know someone who struggles with this, I want you to kind of start with this question. Are you or are they, are they a clam? Or are they a volcano? Mm-hmm. <laughs> By that, I mean, you know, a clam is the person who silently stews. Mm-hmm. You know, the the um, silent treatment goes mm-hmm. on for days and days and days because they're angry. Yeah. Um, and they don't blow up. But, boy, that silent treatment speaks volumes, right? Yeah. And then there's the volcano yeah. that, um, you know, little things just set them off. Mm-hmm. And... So uh, they're both destructive, yeah. um, and we'll we'll look at that. But you know, friends, I know this is heavy, and I know Kathy and I, um, you know, get on here and love talking. You can hear the joy in our voices and the smiles on our faces many times. And I know this topic is heavy. I get that, but I just feel like it's been so heavy in my heart. I cannot neglect it, and we want to get into that today. Yeah. And about what is truly causing our anger? How do we direct that anger? How do we break the cycle? And most importantly, Kathy, how do we move forward? And so a couple of key verses. There's there's a lot of scripture about anger, Kathy. A couple of key verses. Let's start in James. Uh, Friends, I love James. James is that friend 
that, um, and I've used this term before, that'll just kind of Bible slap you. I mean, mm-hmm. he doesn't mince words. Um, and so I, I love the book of James. James 4 starts out like this. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. That you may spend what you get on your pleasures. So it starts out, you know, just talking about these fights and quarrels and what may be causing them. And it's really what's inside of us that's causing that. And then Proverbs 14:29, Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding. But he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. Boy, Kathy, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be called someone who has folly or who is filled with <laughs> folly, right, um, and, a, and a hasty temper. I'd rather be slow to anger. Um, but unfortunately, there's times that, that I'm not. And so anyhow, we will get into all of this today in our program um, that we're titling, Is It Wrong to Be Angry? So, uh, you know, it's kind of hits home this these past couple of months for me, Kath. But we've had some great programs this month, and I'm looking forward to the programs in the future, too. We've got these phenomenal guests lined up, Kath. You know, we do. We have Carol Everett coming up. We're going to be talking about life yes. in Easter. We've been talking about relationship in March. We're going to talk about life in Easter. And I really think about the Easter life that Miss Evelyn always talks about that, you know, love comes from God and life lived in abundance is lived in that love that God pours out over us. So we're going to be talking about life with with Carol Everett. Mm -hmm. We're going to then talk uh, more about Easter with Marlene McMichael, who has been with us on the program a couple times now, and she's going to be kind of a guest co-host yes. in a couple weeks. So, friends, we're looking forward to sharing that with you. And for everyone who missed our program last week on National Day of Prayer, you can go to our archives at uh, lovetalknetwork.com. Those seats, those tables, those sponsor tables are now available if you go to ndpaustin.org and click on shop, it will list all of those um, opportunities, all the tables, all the seats uh, for you. And uh, we're looking forward to that incredible National Day of Prayer that is coming up May the 5th and the State Prayer Breakfast on May the 7th, that Monday. Friends, you're going to want to prepare your hearts for that and get on and, and make time, set aside that time to go and pray with those in your community. You know, that national um, or that state prayer breakfast, Kathy, it's so powerful. It's so amazing to be in a room with um, everyone praying uh, for for government, for military, for for education, family, media. It's just it's awesome. Well, and, you know, this is something that I was really reflecting on that the guests the, the keynote speaker is David Barton. And yeah. when I think of anger for today's program, Anger generally 
is there's a lie that we have accepted. There is, is something that we are holding on to. And I think we even see that in this nation. There is this lie that our nation was not founded on good things, that our nation was not by the providential hand of God. There's this lie that's out there that says we have to completely tear down this entire system. We have to completely tear down this nation because it is systemically inherent and inherently evil. And we see that the anger that has come mm-hmm. out from this, we have seen, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the last two years, buildings on fire. We see, <clears throat> excuse me, shops that are continually broken into and, you know, out of anger and and greed. And so I think that, you know, when we're, when we're talking about anger today, and I'm, you know, really interested to get into this topic, we also have to look at, you know, gosh, are there lies that we're believing because God calls us into all truth. And so this guest speaker, um, I know I'm kind of tying these two things together, but our guest speaker, David Barton, is going to talk about the truth and speak truth over Mm -hmm. our nation and Mm -hmm. help us to see things rightly so that we can move to a place of of truth and see what God's hand has done and what his and and what his um, plan for this nation is. Absolutely. Well, let me go ahead and set up this program for our next segment. Um, you know, I want you to ask yourself this question. Is anger a sin? Okay. And I don't know, Kathy, I, I found this quote. I, I have no idea who it's from, but it says this. Anger is not a sin. It is what you do with it that becomes sin. And so I started researching that because as we look at our lives, you know, every relationship we have has friction in it at some point, even mm-hmm. our relationship with the Lord, right? And so um, I started researching that a little bit, and I found Ephesians four, twenty-six and 27, and it says this, When angry, do not sin. Do not ever let your wrath, your exasperation, your fury, your indignation, Last until the sun goes down. Leave no room or foothold for the devil. Give no opportunity for him. Okay, so it starts out, Kathy, and it says, when angry, mm-hmm. do not sin. Well, it, it, it doesn't say don't get angry or if you ever get angry, right? It says when angry. So that tells me right there that the Lord made us as emotional beings. Yeah. And sometimes anger fills us up. And sometimes we have this big emotion called anger. Well, friends, when we return to Love Talk, we're going to dive right in. We're going to look at three instances that have come up in my life over the last several months of people that I love and care about deeply who are angry about something going on in their life. Some of these things they have control over, some they don't. How do we navigate it through Scripture, and what does God tell us about anger? Wow, friends, I know this is heavy, but stick with us as we dive right in. And anger is not a sin. It's what you do with it, but that becomes sin. We'll get into it when we return to Love Talk with Coach Carrie and Kathy right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk. I'm Kathy Indebrock in studio with Coach Carrie Brinkater. 
It is a beautiful day in Austin, Texas, friends. What are you looking out at as you're looking over your day, as you're looking back over your March, as you're looking forward into the month, the next month of April? Are you looking forward with great expectation? Or, friends, are you feeling a little bit angry today? Are you feeling frustrated with what's going on? You know, I think there's a lot of anger and anxiety and loneliness and frustration right now. And, Coach Kerry, you're talking to us in the first segment that you actually have three people in your life Mm -hmm. that you deeply, deeply care about that are really struggling with anger. Some things that are in their control and some things that are out of their control Friends, maybe you're right in that same basket. Maybe you feel angry or have been feeling angry. You just don't know what to do with it. And you think maybe as a Christian, you're not supposed to feel angry. God tells us there is a good way to deal with anger. We're going to be discussing that good way today in today's uh, program. Coach Carey, help me to understand, gosh, what what have you been kind of walking through with your friends? Yeah, you know, I have one friend, um, we were we were talking on the phone, and she, her husband has cancer, and she said, um, Carrie, I'm just angry. I'm just, I'm just angry. And I said, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you are angry. That's okay. And what she said next really made me pause. She said, what? Everybody keeps telling me to not be angry. Mm. What do you mean by it's okay? And I said, well, you're not angry at him. You're angry at the situation. You're angry at the cancer. You're angry that it's that that all these things are different in your life now. And that's okay. Um, and so we kind of talked through that a little bit. Um you know, as long as your anger is not directed at your husband, um, your anger is directed in ways that you're channeling it in positive ways. And for her to just be so hurt that so many people had said, don't be angry, right? Well, okay, it's okay to be angry, but let's let's move forward and let's channel that and let's, let's look at that in, in another way. So that was the first one. I have another friend that he's really just not feeling well. Um, he's got a lot of things going on in, in his life, and he has, as as a, even an adult, really struggled at times with kind of being that volcano, um, and these health issues have really caused him to lash out at his children and at his wife, and, you know, of course, he's deeply sad, saddened by, by his words, and he goes back and apologizes but he's just struggling to manage his anger because he he's just not feeling well, right? So in these two situations, these these friends of mine are going through a situation where they really can't control the situation. They can't control that, you know, the husband has cancer. They can't control that um that that they're not feeling well um even though they're seeking help, right? Okay? Mm-hmm. So those are things that are not really anything they caused in their own life, Mm. right? Situations. Yeah. 
And I like what you said in the, the first segment, too. You said, are when you're experiencing anger, are you like a clam <laughs> stewing in that anger, or are you a volcano? And I think mm-hmm. that's so good for us to really be able to see, how am I responding to this? Am I like a clam? Am I closed, becoming really hard on the outside and getting yeah. cooked on the oh, inside? Yeah. Or yeah, am I yeah. like a volcano that's blowing up and burning everyone around me? Well, good point, because those ashes, right, They that... that that comes out and it burns people around you. That's right. That's a really good good way to, to put it. I've always thought about just the anger coming out the top, <laughs> but it's also what spews out from that that really hurts people. And, you know, God says he will bring beauty from ashes, and he doesn't put a condition on that. So, friends, sometimes we've caused the ashes. Yeah. God still says he will bring beauty out of that. Now, Carrie, you said you had three friends. Yeah, and, and that sets it up really perfectly. I have this other friend that has made um, a really poor decision. Um, and his his poor decision has not only affected his, his life, I mean, and it's really a life-changing, a life-altering decision that he made. It's affected uh, another life as well. And so... You know, he's dealing with a situation that he created. And a little poor decision here led to a poor decision here that led to a giant, terrible decision, right? Yeah. And so he's dealing with being angry at himself as well as um, he told me that he's he feels like God has left him. Mm. And so his anger is directed at himself. And so it's it's – and then – that anger is then misdirected to those around him because little things will set him off that volcano that we just <laughs> talked about, right? Even though he's feeling sad and alone and frustrated and tired and unsure, then that anger comes out with, you know, just these feelings of having to be in control and not being able to to manage his own disappointment in himself. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I, these are different types of anger, Kathy, um, but they're all real. Yeah. Right. They're all they're all real. Mm-hmm. And how how are there any examples in the Bible that we can go to? You said something earlier to me today that I just found so profound are there are there any examples where we can go and look at somebody else struggling with anger in the Bible? You know, I, I think there's this thing where people say, I just need to find myself. I need <laughs> to go find myself. And <laughs> right? I think, you know, you do. We need to find ourselves. And you know where we need to find ourselves first is we need to find ourselves in Scripture. Because mm-hmm. God has filled Scripture um, with references to his children, with references to the individuals that he has worked with. He's put an example after example into his word to help us see ourselves and understand ourselves and find ourselves more clearly. Mm-hmm. And when we go into scripture, what we find is that we will ultimately find ourselves in him, mm-hmm. in his word. And, you know, I love that you said it. Do we have examples of people getting angry in Scripture? Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And what I love is that God didn't condemn them. God didn't abandon them. God did not leave them to their own devices, but he met them right where they were. Mm-hmm. And he encouraged them to bring their anger to him, to, to, to share their words of frustration with him. 
even to the point where we see in Job, you know, Job's kind of blaming a few things on God yeah, as well. He does. And and David, even when David is angry, God still in Scripture calls David a man after his own heart, which mm-hmm. I think is incredible. God doesn't say a man who was once after his own heart, but then blew it and ruined <laughs> the relationship, you know, never to right. be redeemed. God says, no, he he is going to step into that. When we bring our anger to him, God will um, step into that and he will redeem that. He will set us on the right path. He'll draw close to us. So there's definitely a good approach to anger. You know, I, I want to hang out here for just a second. You, you know, when, when you go to the book of Jonah, it's in the Old Testament, friends, the you know each chapter in the bible for most translations have some kind of title right mm-hmm. and even within the chapters it'll break it up with some kind of title the 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 title of this chapter is Jonah's anger at the lord's compassion <laughs> right Right, we see Jonah, he's so angry at God. And it starts out like this, Jonah 4. But to Jonah, this seemed very wrong, and he became angry. But the next, very next thing he did, he prayed to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay? And the Lord talks to him. Right? Throughout this chapter, you'll see the Lord talk to him. And at one point, the Lord replies, is it right for you to be angry? And so there's this dialogue. And I, I, I would encourage you to go back. We see that jo- I, the, the title cracks me up. Jonah's anger at the Lord's compassion. Um, <laughs> you know, is our, is our anger really uh, directed at the right thing, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think so many times that when we are angry, we, we are, when God has made us in his image, we are, we are created to love justice. We are created to love right order Mm -hmm. and beauty. And so when we see these things happen, when we see cancer, when we see death, when we see loss, when we see bad, poor decisions that have, have, have been outside of God's will for us, you know, we do, we get, we get angry at the injustice. Mm-hmm. Maybe we um, get angry that we messed things up yeah. because our pride would say, oh, I'm better than that. I should get it right all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, sometimes that angry is, is that anger is directed at ourselves. Sometimes it's directed at God. Sometimes it's directed at our circumstances. Um, but God does not condemn the anger. He says in your anger, do not sin. Yeah. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. He expects us to deal with our anger. Mm-hmm. And the way that we deal with our anger is not to stew on it like a clam and get cooked. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that we deal with our anger is not to blow up like a volcano. Mm-hmm. The way we deal with our anger is we go straight to God. We we, we should. And, you know, when we look at David, um he was angry at God. We yeah. go to Psalm 22, and it, it again, it starts like this. These are the words of David. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer by night, but I find no rest. You know, he's going, Lord, I hello. 
I mean, I think he's saying you're not faithful to your promises to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I know that some of my friends in these situations are feeling that. Yeah. And they're crying out, my God, my God, where are you? And he says, um, and I can hear you saying this, Kathy. Hey, baby, I'm right here. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm right here. All right, I'm walking right along beside you. And in fact, if you were to look at our footprints, I'm carrying you right now. And I'm here. You just don't like the answer. Yeah. You don't like the answer. You're going through this and it's tough, but I'm right here. And so, you know, when we get these urges to just rage out, I don't think the Lord ever... um I don't know. I don't know. It, it, I guess he he expects us at times. Maybe he's not surprised. That's uh-huh. probably the way I want to say it. He's not surprised when we shake our fist and say, "Lord, I'm angry." Yeah. He made us to be emotional beings, and I I think this acrostic, Kathy, that I've put together for today, and you've helped me with. Thank you. Um, is 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 something that can. Help us put one foot in front of the other. And friends, it's just the word good, (laughs) okay? G-O-O-D, good. And the first one when we're angry is that letter G, to go toward God, not away. In these two examples that we've had of Jonah and David, the first thing we see is them saying, God, where are you? And Job does it too, Kathy. Mm -hmm. Um, All throughout the book of Job, he He cries out to the Lord. And every single time what we see is the Lord answers. Yeah. You know, it's like that parent who tells, you know, their kid, hey, I'd like for you to take the trash out right now. And the kid's like, oh, you know, and has that big, you know, middle school reaction. Oh, I don't want to do it. And we do the same. And we we're 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 in that whining stage where we're like god but why and he's like i'm right here yeah we when we get angry i know the last person we want to face is the very one who frustrated us like when i'm a little upset with ashley you know i i kind of tend sometimes to be a little clammy and i'll just i don't want to go i don't want to talk about it you know let me just stew on it But that is the worst action that we can take is to cower away from God, stewing in our anger. Kathy, he wants to meet us regardless of how we feel. He's willing to to sit in that with us. Like that good friend that just sits in that with you. You know, and it's no surprise that God describes himself not just as an everlasting father, but as a wonderful counselor. Oh, yes. And I love that when, you know, you looked at that, you, you brought up Jonah and God says, why are you angry? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't say that. I don't believe he says that in an incredulous no, way. No, like, no. hey, dummy, why are you angry? <laughs> right. He says, Jonah, let's talk about this. Why? Why are you angry? And I think so many times we have to ask ourselves, why are we angry? Is there a lie that that we're believing Mm -hmm. that our life is supposed to be perfect and without suffering and full of only blessing and joy every minute? Mm -hmm. And, you know, this incandescent, perfect life. Well, that is coming. Mm -hmm. There is a day when God is going to wipe away every tear. Um, 
he's going to wipe away maybe every tear, even tears of anger. Yeah. Maybe tears that you've caused with your anger. God's going to wipe those all away. But that day is not now. We are not on the other side. You know, when we step into heaven, God will wipe away every tear. But right now, are you believing a lie that life is supposed to be perfect? There are supposed to be no negative um, things in this world and um, or is there a consequence that that you're experiencing that you think if I had known it was going to be this bad I never would have done what I've done and mm-hmm. Lord you you didn't you didn't allow me to actually make a good decision because I didn't know what the consequences would actually be mm-hmm. um, you know or are we holding on to pride saying um, you know, I'm better than this yeah. and I should be able to handle this on my own. And, you know, God would just ask us, why? Why are you feeling angry? Well, and I I really like the, the point about the pride because, you know, pride causes us to do things that are are a little out of character for us at times, mm-hmm. right? If that if we are solely working on that pride bit, then we do make poor decisions like, yeah. because you feel bulletproof. You feel like nothing's ever going to smack you down. Nothing's ever going to touch you. You're above it. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then you make this poor decision because you were so filled with pride. Um, nobody will ever know. It'll be fine. Whatever excuse or lie we tell ourselves, right? And then all of a sudden – it's not okay. Yeah. And that pride comes crashing down. And that's when we have to humbly take ourselves before the Lord. And, and man, that's a hard, hard place to be. Um, so I, going toward God, Kathy, and not away is I've never pressed into Scripture and felt worse when I came away. <laughs> that's so true. Right? When I press into Scripture, I... I learned something in about myself that maybe needed to come to light that I struggle with. But that doesn't make me feel worse. It makes me go, okay, I'm normal. Okay. And here's where this book helps me. Yeah. You know, I when we press into scripture, it's so rich with things. I I mean, I don't know about you, friends, but have you ever read it cover to cover? And if you have read it cover to cover, do you remember everything in it? You know, that's why we constantly go back to scripture to to reference, to to learn. And that's our O, Kathy. That's our first O in the word good is to open your Bible to find out who's in there that's been in your shoes. Exactly. You know, I think and there's this one scripture that I love. It says there is no condemnation Mm. for those who are in Christ. And so we can know when we go to God with our anger, when we go toward him, we are not going to come before a wonderful counselor and an everlasting father. He's not going to condemn us. He's going to start to help us ask questions. As we open his his word, we're going to start to see that he's highlighted other people that have dealt with the same issues that we are dealing with that have dealt with anger and how he has walked them through it. So Mm -hmm. I think G yes, go towards God, not away and O open your Bible and go and find yourself in there. Yes, because we can all find ourselves in there. (laughs) It might be David who's struggling to 
figure out a way out of his own sin, right, with the adultery and the murder and and get back to loving the Lord with all his heart, soul, and mind, right? Or we might be Job who's going through trial after trial after trial and questioning why on earth is this happening. Um, Kathy, that verse that you referenced, Romans 8, Again, verse 1, friends, I, I mean, I, I don't make this stuff up. Um, there is there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. When we go to the Lord, that means we're seeking the Spirit. We're seeking His face. We're seeking the Lord. We're trying to get away from those fleshly desires of pride and, 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 and selfishness. I also think that anger, Kathy, is is really rooted in selfishness as well. You know, I think that's right. We want to blame someone that makes, that justifies our own actions. We yeah. want to blame someone else or something. And, and I think this brings us to the other O when we talk about the good response to anger, G-O-O-D. So G, go toward God, not away. O, open your Bible, find yourself in there. See who God has highlighted that he has helped through, who has been in your same shoes. And O is own your anger. Don't stop pressing into selfishness, stop pressing into the blame game, stop pressing into pride, own your anger and address the truth that God wants you to address. Well, and when we've been angry, especially maybe the volcano type anger where we've spewed our ashes and our disgustingness all over someone else, then we we carry a lot of guilt around about that, right? And um, in a few weeks, we're talking to this guest, Carol Everett, who, you know, had some really hard things go on in her life. And I'm excited to hear from her and how she dealt with those hard things. I mean, really, really dark things, Kathy, that most of us would shove away and never want to speak about. And Carol is um, very open about some things that were very hard for her. And and I would just say in this, oh, to own your own anger, when we choose to run toward God, that's the safest place we can go. That's true. Right? We're, we're, we're still feeling those big emotions. We're angry. We're frustrated. We're impatient. Tell God that. Right? By being completely honest with how we feel, it's a way to express our faith. Like, okay, Lord, here I am with all my yuck. I don't like this. I need you, and you're the one that I can go to that will point me solely 100% in the right direction. You know, by not hiding away all of that stuff, Kath, we're trusting that the Lord can meet us in the hardest place we've ever been. What do we truly believe? What do we truly believe? That's exactly right. Are we going to say that... We, that we believe that he he can work a miracle through this hard thing. Are we going to say that? Or are we going to are we going to live it? That's, right. Yeah. And the hardest part is living it. Now, friends, I'm not saying this is going to happen overnight. <laughs> Goodness, this is a journey. It's an absolute journey. And the more honest we are, the more room we give God to work in. And through us, 
you know, when we hide that anger away and we're just not honest about it, there's no room for anything else to come in. You know, and we have to ask ourselves, is it possible that God, God's greatest work this far Mm. in our lives is going to be the outcome of when we deal with this anger, when we bring it to him? Is it possible Mm. that he's going to show us stuff that we never imagined? Is it possible that he's going to show us the depth and the height and the width of his love that we could never previously have fathomed? Is it possible that he's going to do something in our heart and in our family and in our relationships that we would have thought impossible at the time Mm -hmm. when we are willing to trust him when we are willing to believe that truly there's no condemnation when we go to him, when we are willing to own that anger and go towards him and not away from him. Oh, it's so good. Friends, um, this is good stuff. And uh, about anger, and we're using that acrostic, good, G-O-O-D. When we return to Love Talk, we'll get to that last letter D there and walk through that. Um, I pray that you'll stay with us for our very last segment as we dive into this hard topic of is anger wrong? Is it right or is it wrong? And how do we take it to the Lord with respect and honor? When we return to Love Talk right after this. And welcome back to Love Talk, friends. This is Kathy Endebrock and in studio with the beautiful Coach Carrie Brinkater. Coach Carrie, I just love our first two segments. Yeah. Friends, if, if you missed them, you need to go to lovetalknetwork.com to our archives and get this. We are talking about anger today. There's a lot of anger in the world. And friends, maybe you have some friends who are angry. Maybe you are struggling with some anger. Coach Carrie, I love that you wrote this program because you have three friends that are very, very dear to you mm-hmm. that have been struggling with anger Two, dealing with circumstances outside of their control, but one, dealing with a situation that he has caused and that has uh, really hurt those around him and the individuals just feeling like they can't get away from anger. And you had one friend even who was told by Christian friends that she should not be experiencing anger. Mm -hmm. And yet we see in God's word that 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 he gives examples of his children who have gone through anger that have experienced anger but there is a good way to deal with anger and a very unhealthy way of dealing with anger so in our first two segments we walked through this good approach g o o d we said the first the g is go towards god not away from god the o is open your bible And see and go in there and highlight those things. Go and find out who God has highlighted that have been in your shoes. Find yourself in God's word. The second O is own your anger. Recognize where it comes from. Ask the questions that God would ask you. Like he asked Jonah, why are you angry? Where does it come from? Is there a lie that you have accepted? Is it coming out of uh, of a sense of pridefulness or uh, where is that anger coming from? Own it. Don't play the ga- the blame game, but trust the Lord with your heart, this hardest part, this hard circumstances that you're going through um, and believe that, again, what he is true to his word, that there is truly no condemnation for those who are in Christ. He wants to help you and um, deal with this anger. 
And then Carrie, there's the D, and we haven't gotten to the D yet. Yeah, the D, deny bitterness. You know, bitterness starts with anger. Um, when it is, while it's not sinful to feel angry, allowing that anger to go unchecked and shoved away <clears throat> can lead to these nasty long-term effects. But if we can deal with anger in a healthy way, um, that's best. You know, bitterness is this anger that's just taken up this root in our in our and it's taken up residence in our lives and wrecks us from the inside out. It's like those horrible weeds you get in the spring that you can't get the root out of the ground. You're trying to pull it and and you just pull up the flowers, but the root is still in there. That's bitterness. Um, scripture warns us about bitterness. In fact, Ephesians 4:31 says this. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. It warns us, Kathy, that this bitterness is the ugly ugliness that comes from unchecked anger. You know, I, I, I love, I never had seen those tied together before, and I love that you brought that scripture together. Because when we talk about bitterness, I think, you know, you talked about, are you the clam or are, are you the mm-hmm. vol- volcano? Are you the per- are you the clam that is stewing in your anger and getting hard on the outside and cooked on the inside? Or are you that volcano who's blowing up all over everyone? And when I always think of bitterness, I just think of this kind of quiet thing that eats you up inside Mm -hmm. and doesn't really hurt anyone else. But that's not true. We Mm -hmm. see here in God's word in Ephesians chapter four, verse 31, that he ties together bitterness, rage and anger. Mm -hmm. And then he presses on and talks about brawling, which is fighting now with others and slander, which is now speaking horrible words and curses against others. Mm-hmm. And he ties this to every form of malice. Mm-hmm. So we, we do not want to press into anger and and go into bitterness. We want to deny bitterness and go directly to God. So I think these steps are, are really great, right? These, these good steps. G, go toward God. Um, open your Bible. Own your anger, anger and deny bitterness, right? And, and pressing in that a little bit further, you know, I asked myself the question, okay, so how do I help my friends? How do I... Um, logistically help them well i think you know this this acrostic can can help push them towards the lord right which is obviously what i want to do i'm no counselor i'm no psychologist just a friend who is trying to help um and really project this back on my own life because there are many times in my life when i have not only been a clam but i've also been a volcano and so I know that these words are 100% for me as well. And so, um, you know, I love this verse in Psalm 34, 18, Kathy. It brings me to tears as I say this because I think about my friends. You know, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. You know, all three of these friends. Regardless of their actions and regardless of where their anger is stemming from, they're all crushed in spirit. Yeah. They're all brokenhearted, you know. And the scripture says the Lord is close to you. So I would just I would just encourage you, friends, to place the blame for evil on Satan, not on God. You know, we're, we live in a fallen world. God is good and perfect and holy and loving. He is the exact opposite of evil. You may be mad at God. 
because he didn't prevent this thing from happening to you. But he's not to blame for the bad thing. Satan is. Because, again, Scripture, Kath, as we press in and open our Bibles, John 10, 10 tells us the thief's sole purpose in life is to steal, kill, and destroy us. Right? Mm -hmm. And the Lord's purpose is to give us life and give it to us in all of its fullness. And so to place that blame where it should be placed on evil and not on God is, I think, a really good first step as we approach God with that with that G to go toward him. You know, and I, I love the fact that we are able to pray for and with yeah. our, our friends. We're yeah. able to pray with them for courage, for strength, for peace, to make it through the day. Don't walk away from those friends telling them that you will pray for them. Mm-hmm. Grab their hand. If you're talking with them over the phone, put them on speaker and just pray for them. Bring them before the Lord's throne and pray that he would give them understanding, that he would take away that condemnation or that fil- that that guilt, that shame that they are feeling, mm-hmm. and that he would remind them the truth of his word, that they are his children, that they are unconditionally loved, and that if they are seeing ashes all around them, he can bring beauty from those ashes. And, you know, I know it sounds trite to say this, but we see example over and over and over and over again in our lives of people who have used horrible awful terrible things to mentor and bring other people's to this other people to the saving grace of the Lord. You know, when you're deep down in it, you don't see how it's ever going to help anybody else, right? Um but especially for my friend that kind of created his own mess, um you know, I would encourage him to step away from the selfishness and to get involved in other people's lives, right? As soon as we step into somebody else's world, we start to see, wow, you know, what you start to see what you have to offer, right? A lot of our anger and frustration comes from thinking about ourselves, that pride-filled selfishness. And we think about the way things are and how different they are and how we wish they'd be. But when we step into someone else's world, we immediately have to take that spotlight off of ourselves yeah. and push mm-hmm. in to to loving and caring for someone else. And and so when we when we take that spotlight off our cares and worries, and I think it's almost easier for us to take the that to the Lord and go, gosh, Lord, I've been so selfish. I realize I've made this all about me and that's what got me in this mess in the first place. Right. And so, um, you know, as I sit here and I think about this, I'm I'm kind of excited about uh, tonight and tomorrow, like just going over to my my friend's house and being like, hey, let me sit down with you and let me let's open the scripture and let me show you these people who have struggled with anger. Let me show you Jonah. Let me show you Job. Look at David, you know, and all the scripture that that shows us that the Lord is with us. And, you know, there's this idea that we can control our lives or we have a desire to control our lives. And I I think there's a pride that says we want to control our own life and we get angry when we cannot. Mm -hmm. And so instead of pressing into that that bitterness, that anger, that resentfulness that we cannot control our own lives, let's go to God and Mm -hmm. praise him that he is in control of everything, that he is sovereign over everything. And trust him that he will bring good out of 
all things for mm-hmm. his children who trust him, who have been called according to his purpose, that there is purpose in this, even if it is in just drawing me closer into relationship with him so that I can better help others. That's a beautiful purpose. It is. And, you know, our prayer should be to reflect the character of the Lord, mm-hmm. right, to reflect his character. So, friends, I, I just want to pray a prayer as we close the program today, that if you are struggling with anger or you know somebody that's struggling with anger, I pray that this will touch your heart. Everlasting God, your peace surpasses all of my understanding. And when anger rises within me, Father, I would just ask you to please calm my mind and soothe my heart with your gentle words. I pray that you would fill my whole life with your perfect peace that that my personality would be shaped by your peace rather than shaped by frustration and anger. And with your Holy Spirit inside of me, Father, I pray I can overcome this anger, that I might reflect your character and your grace and your love, that I would be slow to anger and so rich in steadfast love. I pray that you would look upon me and cause your face to shine upon me. Lord, we love you, and this is our prayer to you today. Friends, we here at Love Talk, we love you. And if you'd like to talk to us, you can call us on the love line, 512-644-7972. And, of course, go to our archives, Love Talk Network, and you can find all of these programs that we've referenced today. For my beautiful co-host, Kathy Enderbrock, I'm Carrie Brinkater. We love you, and we'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.